Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today's a Q&A episode and I have three questions I'm going to go over. But first, before I go into those, just have a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, so that way more people can find this podcast. Next, follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. That's where I'm most active. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on there. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition programs to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that we you know, figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results you want to see. So if you're interested in that, there's a link in the show notes, or you can reach out on Instagram and we can continue that conversation. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's question. So the first question I have is, My biggest struggle is putting on too much fat and muscle on at the same time. How do you resolve this? So if you're putting on too much body fat, like your calorie surplus is too high at that point. Um, So that's the biggest thing you need to look at. And and with that, you know, you can either bring down your calories or you can increase your movement or a combination of of both, right? Maybe you need to move a little bit more. Maybe you're at like 5,000 steps. Maybe you need to get closer to 7,000. Maybe your calories, whether you're tracking them or not, they're, they're just too high, right? So again, if it's maybe they're at like 3,500, you know, maybe you increase your steps by one to 2,000 and then drop your calories by like 100 to 200 calories and then and then go from there, okay? I think there's a couple things you need to go over here too. So first is if you're in a calorie surplus, you have to be okay with some fat gain. It's never going to be 100% muscle that you gain. So that's the first thing. Like anytime you're in a surplus, it's like people think they're automatically just going to build all muscle. It's, it's not going to be all muscle. There's going to be some fat gain. And, and with that, you may look just a little bit, you're just not going to look as lean, right? When you, when you put on body fat. So because of that, like you're not going to have your greatest look at this, at this point, a lot of times people think they can just build muscle and then their, their physique's also going to look better in the process. And um, again, if you're gaining some body fat, your physique might not be as as great. That's the other thing too. It's like, okay, is that your problem? And it's not necessarily that you are gaining too much fat and muscle at the same time. It's just that, you know, maybe you're eating too many calories, but also are your expectations not in line with what is actually going to happen? Because again, I think a lot of people think that they should just always have their their greatest look and, and that's not going to to be the case there on that. I think that's the first thing that you need to uh, differentiate there is, is, you know, your kind of your expectations with it. You know, the second thing to look at is, do you have to be in a surplus, right? Like a lot of times people think they need to be in a calorie surplus to build muscle, but then they're like training sucks, you know, their, their sleep sucks, stress management is poor and diet quality is poor. And like, and maybe they just, you're at the point where you haven't been training for too long. So you don't need to be in this like large calorie uh, surplus to build muscle. You can get a little bit closer to your maintenance. So, so look at that, look at those things um, and, and see if you can maybe drop your calories a little bit closer to maintenance. And, you know, again, that will help minimize fat gain. Some other things that we can do to help minimize fat gain. So first, Maybe you want to be in a surplus. You want to see your weight trend up over time. So first thing is just get into that smaller surplus. Anywhere from like 0.25% to 0.5% of your body weight per week is, is going to be a good rate of gain there to, to maximize muscle growth, but also to minimize um, fat gain. So look at just being in a, in a smaller surplus. The faster you gain weight, the more of that is going to be fat versus muscle. So just think of it that way. Cause you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us have been there before where it's all about, Hey, I want to get bigger. So I know I need to eat. So I just would just put on weight and I put on some muscle, but I, I did gain a lot of 
body fat as well. Um, there was a study done. I, I, I don't remember when, but I know it was by Garth at all. Basically what they did was they put one group in like a smaller calorie surplus, and then they put another group in this like large surplus. And you know, the, the group that was in the large, larger surplus, they did gain a little bit of extra muscle, but the amount of fat that they gained was like, it was way more than the group that was in a smaller calorie surplus. So that just kind of showed that you may get a little bit more muscle by being in a larger surplus, but you're also going to get a lot more fat in the process as well too, which in turn is going to make your physique look worse. And then that's just more body fat that you're going to have to, to gain later. Now in saying that some people get overly concerned about fat gain and they they don't want any at all. And it's like, okay, you might need a little bit. So again, this is where you have to kind of look at your expectations. I mean, obviously having a coach for your for, for a fat loss phase is helpful, but having one for a building phase like this is super important too, because um, there's just a lot. It's for one, it's it's hard to do consistently. And then it's really hard to stick through it long-term as well too, when you just want to go back to cutting all the time. The next thing we can do is lift weights, but obviously to, to minimize fat gain and, and to maximize muscle growth is to lift weights, but we need to make sure we're pushing ourselves in our training. I think a lot of times people like will ramp up how hard they push themselves in fat loss phase with their training. And then once it comes to they're not in a fat loss phase, it's like they just kind of back off training a little bit. So look at your intensity of training. Like you, again, you don't have to train to failure every single set, every single rep, but if you're not pushing yourself ever, like that's a bigger problem. And and that's a big problem. And you need to, you need to work on that. Um, look at sleep. If you're not getting great sleep, you know, might shift more of this weight gain towards fat versus muscle. So, you know, make sure sleeps, sleeps in check as well. And then protein and food choices too. The, the worse your food choices are, the easier it's going to be to be in a larger surplus, which again, in, in turn is going to lead to more fat gain, but also make sure you're getting uh, enough protein as well too. You know, you could be in a surplus and protein might be low and that might shift you a little bit more towards fat gain versus muscle. And again, like on one day, it's not going to make a difference, but if you were to do that months over time, I could see where if you had one person that was getting low protein in a surplus versus 0.8 grams per pound of body weight with better food choices overall they're probably going to have a little less fat gain in, the, in that time. Again, overall caloric intake is going to be the most important here, but I, I could see where lower food quality, lower protein would make that a little bit tougher to, to see. So those are my big things there uh, with it is, you know, if you're putting on too much fat in, in a building phase, it's not that your body's like wants to add a ton of body fat. It's just your methods are, are off, right? And again, also look at your expectations of this too, because when people are gaining, they don't have their greatest look. So then they just feel like they're just gaining all this body fat you know, that's, that's not the case. However, in saying that, you know, your methods could be off and you could improve those to help minimize fat gain and make sure most of it's muscle. But remember too, when you're in a surplus, there's always going to be a little bit of fat gain no matter what. So hopefully that was helpful there. And if you guys have any questions on that, you can always reach out. I got another question, something you've recently changed your mind on training nutrition or fat loss. So I'm going to go three training things that I've changed my mind on recently. So the first is deloads. So I used to never do them for myself. Like this is years ago, right? It was always just just train as much as I could whenever I could. Then I probably overdid them with clients and myself where it was like, oh, every four weeks I need a deload. Okay. So I went from one side of the pendulum to the other. Now dialing back how often I deload clients and making it more of like a, not like this pre-pan, like every four weeks, right? Like it's probably closer to six to eight weeks for some clients upwards of 10 weeks. So just dialing back how, because you know, for some clients that maybe train three times a week, or maybe their intensity isn't there. It's like, they don't need to deload as often. So just giving them four weeks, like I'm kind of, I'm doing them a disservice by doing that. Right. So I've, I've worked, made sure that like we use deloads when we need them and not just because it's been four weeks. Okay. So that was one, one change there again, going from no deloads to doing too many to now again, finding that kind of happy medium there with them. Next failure training. You know, I was against failure training for some time where it was like, oh, training to failure is bad, black or white thinking with it. I realized too many people probably leave too much in the tank. So kind of being careful with that message of like training to failure is bad, because I think that gets people to think that they don't shouldn't train hard at all. So then they 
again, to think about the pendulum here, you know, you're on one side where it's like, Hey, don't ever train to failure. You know, you're, you're not training anywhere. Like your intensity's way too far away from where you need it to be. Other side of the pendulum, just train to failure all the time, like go past it. And you're just doing too much training. Again, I've been on both. Like I, I never was on, Hey, just do it, do a ton. But I think being in that middle there of like, you know, we need to push our training more, but we also, you know, don't need to necessarily go to failure hundred percent of the time, but you probably need to focus on training harder than what you think. So that's why I just want to be careful with that. Most people need to train, they need to push themselves a little bit more in their training sessions. Third one is cardio, right? So used to think any was not great for muscle, right? So like for myself and my building phases, I would like dial back steps. And then obviously doing any type of cardio was like, you know, considered bad. You know, some is probably better for muscle growth. Like you just want to make sure that you're not just, you know, moving like 2000 steps per day. And then that's where you're going to run into issues. You know, we want to make sure that, Hey, we're still getting some activity in outside of, of building, you know, outside of our muscle growth training, but there's probably a benefit to doing a little bit of like higher intensity cardio from, from time to time, right? Like doing, doing those things that are going to get your heart rate up a little bit. I mean, your kind of traditional cardio is probably going to be, it's going to help with, with muscle growth. Right. Um, and again, this can be activity levels, like aiming for steps. This can be, you know, doing some like biking or something like that, but it does need to be programmed pop properly. Right. That's the big thing there with it is that we want to make sure that it's programmed properly. So this could be like, you know, trying to separate them as far away as possible, you know, not doing them in the same session, you know, making sure you're recovered for each, but also the the like intensity, frequency and duration of the cardio, right? Like the, obviously the more you do, the more intense it is, the more it's going to start to affect your training for building muscle, right? So again, we just want to make sure that it's it's all programmed properly. And if your main goal is to improve your body composition and build muscle, we want to make sure that you prioritize that over, over the cardio. So again, I think cardio has its place. And again, it's not in either finding that, that happy medium there with it and programming it improperly. I think really that was kind of the takeaway of those three changes was falling on one side of the extreme to then being like, okay, Hey, there's probably a middle ground for these. I'm really into the research and I love it. I think it's super interesting, but you know, early on in your career, I could see where you make this mistake of like over-relying on research because then again, you do kind of sometimes can get in these kind of black or white things when really there's some nuance to it and, and, and figuring out that nuance I think is is key on it. Those are my main things. Again, deloads, failure training, and, and cardio when it comes to building muscle are three things I changed my mind on. Last question of the day, what are likely outcomes of down-regulating volume? Go from very high to moderate volume. So I think first it's like, you know, what is considered high volume? What's considered mo moderate volume? I think that's going to be different from person to person. So that's a big kind of distinction here because for one person, you know, going from 10 sets could be high volume to go into like five. So it's, it's all, all dependent on what that actually is. A few things that come to mind. So by doing less volume, you could see an increase in your workout quality since you are just doing less stuff overall. And this could be what you needed to build more muscle. So I think the more you do of something, the lower the quality can potentially get. So you have to be careful there with that. That's where, you know, high volume, it's like, just do more and more. What you see happen is everything just kind of gets watered down. You end up doing more junk volume. So for you, if you go from higher volume to mo more moderate volume, you're going to see your workout quality improve, which in turn could help with building muscle, right? Doing more might not be the answer for you. So that's the first thing that could happen, right? So it, it could lead to more muscle growth because of for that reason, right? Your workout quality improves. You can put more effort into each set rep and therefore you build more muscle. You might be able to recover better in between your sessions, which could help you with muscle growth. You know, again, maybe you were doing really high training volume. Your recovery wasn't matching up to that because you were doing so much and recovery wasn't matching up to that. You know, your body spent more time recovering than it did actually adapting and, and whatnot to that stimulus you put on it. So that might be the right dosage for you to actually grow rather than your body use a lot of its resources on recovering over actually growing and adapting. Because we have to remember your body's going to prioritize recovery over, you know, building more muscle. Body's main goal is to reproduce and to survive. 
So when given the choice, it's going to focus on recovery. So if you're giving it too much to do and it can't recover from that, again, recovery is going to be the main thing there. Third, uh, another thing that could happen is you could increase your overall intensity of training. So um, you could train closer to failure more often. Um, again, just really your overall workout quality will improve. This goes back to that first one, but you know, you could lift a little bit heavier. Again, obviously getting closer to failure, that's a way to increase your intensity. Because you're just doing less volume, again, you have more wiggle room there to improve that intensity, which could help with muscle growth. Just to sum this up, I would say worst case by dropping to moderate volume, you, you maintain the muscle you you have, you lower some training and mental fatigue because you're just not doing as much, right? You potentially free up more time because you're just doing less stuff, whether that's like less training, like one less training day, you know, 10 to 15 minutes less of working out uh, or, or whatever it may be. Um, again, you do that the four or five times a week. You know, now we're talking potentially two to three hours back in your week. So I would say that's worst case scenario. But best case, you build more muscle because your quality sucked before and you were under recovered and now you're able to get more just better quality and better recovery. And you know that's what you need it to, to build muscle. So I would say those are what could potentially happen there by downregulating your volume. Now, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to like have these phases where maybe you do a little bit higher training volume and then you drop back down for a little bit, then you kind of go back up. I think that's a way that you can go about it. And also just figuring out what works for you and what gives you the most quality training, most consistent quality training. So for some people that could be more moderate volume, for for some people that could be a little bit higher intensity of, of volume. And again, maybe you have to go through phases of that as well too, where you do a little bit higher training volume than you then you back down. The good news is like it's gonna be really hard to 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 lose muscle. If, if you're training, I mean, you have to really be overdoing it or you have to be really underdoing it for, for that to happen. Hopefully that was helpful, guys. That's it for today's episode. And if you have any questions, reach out and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.